to get out of self-sabotaging patterns, you have to stop being a victim to them. Welcome to Somatic Digest, the podcast, the place you come to find love, joy, and acceptance in your body. I'm your host, Kim a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body. I'll be sharing principles to connect you back to your natural state of being. We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax. Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now let's get to the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to spend some time talking about my love for the Gene Keys and how they can be used to help one, regulate your nervous system and also stop self-sabotaging. So I love this topic. I have been a lover of the Gene Keys for over a year now, and I really think that this tool or when the Gene Keys are used as a tool, they up-level your relationship with yourself, they up-level your relationships, your relationship with food, of course, and any other coping mechanism that you might use. Over the recent weekend, I went on a deep contemplative journey into the Gene Key study in my den. So if you don't follow me at the Somatic Dietitian on Instagram or you just didn't see that, let me paint the scene for you. I had my Gene Key book and a journal, my whiteboard, um, several different colored dry erase markers to really understand and draw out. I'm such a visual person and I'm so incredibly investigative. (laughs) And I really wanted to understand this common web of emotional patterns that we all have. So if you are new to the Gene Keys, I feel honored to be introducing you to them. And I want to just give a quick understanding or like introduction just a brief introduction for it. Um, at least I'm going to try to keep it brief. The Gene Keys are 64 different universal attributes that help up make up like our inner surroundings. And I'm like making this so simple because I'm just trying to think about it in the sense of like the t- the title of this, like how to use Gene Keys to stop self-sabotaging. So I'm really trying to just entry level, the Gene Keys. So if you are familiar with the Gene Keys and you have been in the world, you know that there I have so much depth to them and they're really rich. And you know that saying like how everyone says your external world evolves through the lens of your inner world. I love to use the Gene Keys in this way, like bringing an introspection of what my inner surroundings, like what are these maybe unconscious fears that I don't that I don't realize I have? What is this language that I can speak to myself 
to help me stop self-sabotaging. All of us have our own unique profile. So similar to a personality test like the Enneagram, we have different gene keys that make up our different attributes of like our inner surroundings. So think of gene keys like your DNA, right? Like you have DNA that makes you very unique. None of us have the same fingerprints. All of us have, you know, a different uh, gene key profile, but there's only 64 of them. So some of them are overlapping and a lot of these are like essences like so for example like one of the highest essence is compassion so it's also something that we all want to have more of so we can kind of play into the different ones even if they're not in our profile if you really want to understand this i will link this in the description below but there is you can go and get your free profile at genekeys.com linked below in the show notes And when you pull your free profile, you will see that you have 11 different gene keys that make up your profile. Each specific gene key has different levels of like frequencies. So different levels of understandings. And they are called the shadow, the gift, and the city. The shadow is really just this unconscious fear that creates a victim mentality. The gift is a state of open heartedness and a state of awareness that allows you to take full responsibility of your feelings, actions, words, and thoughts. So this is where I really like to get out of self-sabotaging patterns. You have to stop being a victim to them. The third is city. So this is a Sanskrit word, and it really means divine gift. It's a little challenging to put into words, but it's like the highest expression of your divine gift. So think about compassion or devotion or ecstasy, like these intense raptures of emotions that are like without any judgment or fear or anger or anything. It's like just pure bliss. So one of the biggest things that I have stumbled on in my own gene key study has been this codon ring of matter. I'm kind of chuckling because my client, one of my clients and I have really been jiving on this and we talk about it all the time. (laughs) And so I stumbled upon this during my own inner reflection, I think in like July. So pretty recent. And I find it so profound because a lot of so it's it brings in four gene keys but these four gene keys are really dominant over our developmental ages so from like in the womb to 21 and the shadows so these fears that are in this codon ring of matter really relate or related to my relationship with my body and food. So I felt once I stumbled across this, I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, this is so helpful because the shadows are like judgment, inadequacy, unease, seriousness. And when I think about that, I think about, I am so serious. When I was like dieting and really into the diet culture world, I was so serious 
with my body and with food. And I felt really uneasy. I felt really anxious. And I was so judgmental and really feeling inadequate. Like my emotions are inadequate. My body is inadequate. I'm truly inadequate. Like all of these feelings. And I know that it's really common. And I know that a lot of us can relate to each other when we finally are being vulnerable and sharing that it is normal. Like it is normal to go into a yoga class and just feeling like if you're first going there, you're like, what am I doing here? Do I even belong? What is going on? Or if you walk into a health food store and you're like, what is this? Like, why do all of a sudden I feel shameful? Where is this inadequacy coming from? You guys, it's so normal. And it's really just understanding the inner dialogue going on and that so that you can speak to it. Because if it's not true in your mind, then it doesn't matter externally. I always say this to my client, like if somebody was to say to you, hey, you have blue hair. And if of course you didn't have blue hair, you would be like, no, I don't. No, I don't. Like, I wonder if that person is colorblind or maybe a, a light is hitting on it. Maybe something externally is making my hair look blue, but my hair is not blue because that is not your truth. But when we have something internally that we actually identify with, we take everyone else's judgment and make it our own judgment. So I found it so interesting to look in this code on ring of matter. A lot of our emotional stability or reactivity is learned when we're growing up, like through our childhood. How did our parents express our emotions? What was our childhood like? Did your mom emotionally eat? Did your parents or caretakers, families of origin use food as a reward or a treat or bribery? So one of the really cool things with this whole code on ring of matter and really understanding how the different gene keys can play a role. So if you look at a gene key that's governing your emotional quote quotient, like this emotional intelligence as well as looking at the gene key that dominates over that period of time when you are growing up, so that 8 to 14 range, it is like a beacon of light to get you out of the victim mentality. So even thinking about like, oh my God, why do I keep self-sabotaging myself? It's like you're a victim of your own self-sabotaging. So it's like you're still in that victim state. So, and I know that... The victim state sounds so negative, right? But like, let me give you an example. So I was, again, studying all about this, this recent weekend, and I was looking at things and like really trying to understand like the big picture. I like to zoom out and look at the big picture. And I discovered a way that I was showing up in my marriage was like similar to a a way that I would show up when I was like between eight and 14. So 20 years ago, 20 years ago. And because I wasn't aware of it, I was a victim to it. So that's what I mean. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be this like really like heavy weighted blanket feeling that's like, oh, I'm the victim, right? It's just like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that I had that self-sabotaging pattern going on 
because I I had no idea about it, right? So it's almost like the shadows exist when we're facing away from them, but as soon as we turn and look at them, they go away because we're facing them. So it's just like looking at facing your shadows, these unconscious fears that we don't even know are there and we're bringing awareness to them and how we're doing that is reading our gene keys. So cool. I I love it. I love it so much. I like to give you an example. I feel like the stories are like so much better when you're like, get, show me, give me an analogy. Tell me a story. Like, I want to know how this works so that I can see this, this showing up in my life. So here's the story. My husband and I have been together for eight years and it's not always like smooth, like butter over here. Okay. Like, you know, we are two humans trying to cohabitate, like things happen, right? So the gene keys help me get to the state of open-heartedness and the state of awareness that allows you to take responsibility of your feelings, your actions, and your words. So if, not if, when there was one night we were talking, okay, so we're renovating the basement I am not good with, like, I have no idea about construction, a big construction. My husband, he works in construction, like, this is his life. Is uh, He works on construction sets, like, he knows all this stuff. So him and I were having a conversation, and I was setting my boundary. Like, I don't feel comfortable with this. I don't know how to make these decisions. Like, here's my boundary with this. And he anticipated that I was going to react in ways that I have reacted prior. But since I have been studying (laughs) and being really introspective and keeping open heart, like I approached this conversation with an open heartedness and a state of awareness that I had a lot of the fighting going on internally, internally, which was rather difficult to be honest, but it was just a state, uh, like I took responsibility. Like if I say this comment that maybe I would normally stay in the past, I am going, we're going to fight. Like I know we're going to fight. So I'm just going to choose to get direct and own my emotions. Like I don't feel comfortable making this decision without you. So here's my boundary on that. Instead of like making like, you're never here. I don't blah, blah, blah. I'll just do it all. You know, however our arguments would go in the past, but I just decided I'm not doing that. I'm choosing to remain open and aware and I will own all the, my responsibility of the garbage on my side of the street, except I'm not going to cross the line, right? Like he also has to own his as well. So a lot of this takes place internally, But also, so do our coping mechanisms, right? So it's like if we don't take responsibility and we start fighting, now I'm upset, like maybe I would be like, okay, fine, I'm going to go and just like now we're fighting, now it's escalated, now I'm going to just stuff my feelings because I don't know what to do with this. So I'm just self-sabotaging all of everything that I know I don't want to do and then the shame comes in, right? Because now I feel shameful. One, that I fought with my husband. Two, I reacted in a way that I don't feel that proud of. And three, I stuffed my emotions down because I don't really know how to deal with them. So it's like all of this pent up energy just stays in our body and it doesn't feel good. It, it feels like anxiety and it feels like shame. I mean, I love the jinkies for that reason, but I think it's really cool. Like 
I think a good place to start, let's say, so you go, you go down, you grab your free profile. You're like, okay, where do I start? A good place to start is your life's work. So it's the top sphere on top. And this is something that you might be able to see the conscious pattern. Like it's something that is, it's your life's work, right? Like it, we spend so much time at work, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks out of the year, like, you know, we spend a lot of time. So if you think about your life's work, like it is a lot of time. And I always like to start by just reading the shadow. And when you read the shadow, like I'm going to give you three questions to kind of give you some tips to start with this. And I think it would be cool to, I have a free Facebook community. I'll link it in the show notes. I think it would be cool to like open up a discussion around this. So come into that Facebook group, share kind of like what is your life's work and share that with the group and kind of see, like ask any questions. Can anyone relate to this? And let's continue the conversation there. So one of the questions that I like to kind of see it's not really a question. I guess it is. Um, is so reading the shadow, like starting with reading the shadow, right? Where you are turning our attention on the shadow to see, like, can we through reading this extract the subconscious fear out of it? Because this is really just a unconscious fear that is causing us to maybe self-sabotage or respond in a way that we're not proud of or eat and numb our feelings. Like what is the fear? Let's see if we can pull it out kind of just as you're reading it. Just keep that intention in mind. Like what is the fear of this? And then the second question is, where do you find yourself? So in response to that fear, like, okay, I see the fear. Like maybe the fear is the fear of play. So I have this fear of play and I'm either caving into the fear of play and I'm repressing it, or I'm projecting it onto others and I'm reacting. So see how this shows up for yourself. Like, where do you like just intuitively know, like, oh yeah, that's me. And then watch out for it because now you've brought an awareness like, okay, yep. I totally see that I am serious and I do have a fear of playing. So if someone, or I'm trying to be like, you know, playful and not take things so serious? Am I stuffing it down and repressing it or am I projecting it onto others? And then the third question is, how can you sit deeper with the fear and accept it? Now, the gift, when you read the gift, the gift is going to be really helpful in like illuminating this for you. But even asking yourself, like, is this fear even real? Is it yours? Like, where did this come from? Why do you have this fear? And how can you let it go? So those are just three, like really surface level questions that I like to ask myself as I'm contemplating my gene keys. So I'm just going to wrap it up here for you. I think a good place to start is with your life's work if you are new to the Gene Keys. And if you have any questions, come into that free Facebook community. You can drop them in there. We can have a conversation around it with other people who are also talking about this, also interested in intuitive eating, 
inner child healing, like the whole community is all just similar to this podcast. And you can find that link in the show notes below. So ask yourself this question. One, read the shadow. See if you can extract the subconscious fear out of the shadow. Where do you find yourself? Are you repressing the fear or are you projecting it onto others and reacting out of it? And third, how can you sit deeper with the fear to accept it? Is the fear even yours? And is it even real? All right, my friends, that is the podcast today. I could go so much deeper, but just a surface level um, episode on how to use the gene keys to stop self-sabotaging. As always, we'll chat next week. Hey, before you go, I want to personally invite you to my nutrition coaching program. If you're struggling with overeating, binging, or feeling addicted to sweets, then you're a perfect fit for my program. The next steps are to scroll into the description below and click work with me. My program is a one-on-one where you and I work intimately together as I guide you through intuitive eating, bring in inner child healing, and the gene keys to help heal your relationship with food and your body. I've helped women in Embrace the root of their issues so that they could live a life without feeling shameful or guilty with food. Let's put you at the center of the triangle so you can feel free, empowered, and liberated with food, nutrition, and exercise. Respond by submitting your application and I'll reach out to you via chat. I can't wait to see your application.